folks, welcome back to the Sales World Channel, the NBC Network, with your host, Hurricane Age. New day, new show. You hear it, Sales World. That means we're going to talk sales, going to talk coaching, we're going to talk mindset, going to talk business. And again, uh, it happened that, you know, some weeks we just have a streak of sales, you know, uh, shows. Some weeks are mental health, some weeks are fitness, you name it. I don't plan it that way. It happens that people book it and uh, we're here. But today, I have a Ben Brown, and uh, he's a sales coach, and he helps entrepreneurs, business people, you know, with performance and all the other, all the stuff that that helps you get better at whatever you do in business, right? So, Ben, welcome to the show, man. Hi, good morning to you. How's everything? Ah, uh, everything is well, and uh, you know, uh, I guess peachy. <laughs> the New Year's here. What you know? I mean, we we take it one day at a time. We try to get success, you know, in the way, and that's about it. I mean, try to keep healthy, keep you know everything going. So, uh, I guess the same question to you: How's everything going so far in the New Year? Long as we can keep Hurricane out of Florida, we're good to go. Ah. <laughs> well, you can't keep me out of anywhere, man. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right, I love it. We're gonna have some fun today, folks. As you can see, you know, we had some, uh, uh, you know, uh, comedy going on. It's like I'm gonna go to comedy hour sales. <laughs> but you know what? You have to have a little bit of fun, you know, in this business that we do. Uh, uh, and, and in the sales world, it gets a little tough, right? So a little bit of uh, levity, a little bit of fun, a little bit of. You know, charisma, all these things, you know, do do make a difference. But so, so Ben, uh, as always, you know, let's get you introduced to our, you know, crowd and audiences around the world. Now, I'm, I, I introduced you as a sales coach, but let's talk about what do you do uh, and why you do it and how long you've been doing it. Well, I started in the sales business in 1994. So next this year being gone on 30, 30 years. So anyway. So I started back in the days uh, in the gym business uh, after I came out of the Marine Corps. Um, and I started my coaching business about five years ago. So the evolution that I changed lately uh, in the last two years is to get the benefit from my students. I had to change a lot of mindset training um, to get them to understand how important a sales skill is. And so I implemented work with some other individuals who changed my branding to a like a life coach on top because sales is everywhere. Um, and so I uh, put my clients into a fitness type deal where we, we do the training, um, the, the food, the nurturing, all of this to get you mentally prepared because my first step in my sales process is, is getting prepared. So if a person is not prepared, don't even step into the arena or on the field. Um, mainly is if you're not prepared for sales, don't do it because you will make a muck of it and you will lose money and you will hate yourself. And so step number one is, are you prepared? And that's mentally, right? And so mindset is huge for a lot of individuals because I had to find out, um, I can tell you what to do to be successful, but I had to find out why you're not selling. And if I could find that out, that's my difference, is find out why you're not selling, then it's easier for you to sell than just telling you to sell. Make sense. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, first of all, simplify. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you know, you you have to. I mean, you you, you did your your bit. You know, and uh, you know, we thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, now you said ninety four. I beat you by one year. I was I started ninety three in sales. So uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Proud. I got a coin you. for you. Give me your address. I'll send it to you, buddy. All right. <laughs> no problem. I'll take it. <laughs> 
Uh, well, so 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 I, I love what you said that you know you started in sales, and again it was in uh, I guess fitness world about you know that's that's kind of like where it started for you, and uh, you went into more of uh, you know the sales training mindset, the life coach, and all the stuff as you stated. Uh, but but I, so so one thing I want to ask is like how do you find do you define mindset in in your because you you've covered it you've 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 told talked about it or mentioned it a couple of times so let's let's go there what how do you define mindset I mean obviously it's a word that everybody knows and but but what does that mean right you know like you know and, and that can you know be an argument there like well I my mindset is you know it it is what it is it's who I am blah blah blah. What would you say to people that might have that thought about it? Well, we've been through the Marine Corps, which is the biggest mindset that you basically have to be in that, because that's why we're the few to proud. People don't understand unless you're in there what mental capacity you have to have to do that. You know, it takes a, a, a different mindset to understand that you're running into the fire and it's part of your nature. So you're trained to do that. Um, years later, you know, when I take deficit in mindset, when I went through my divorce, when I realized my marriage is over, my mindset was crushed for a year, year and a half. I mean, I was like on the point of like, why should I exist? Because my mindset was part of my family. My family was not going to exist anymore. Um, and it took, and that's the reason why I do what I do is because people who are in pain or hurt don't understand why. Um, and even though, you know, we both probably have PTSD, but it's another added level of that for people to do because they're, they're getting crushed and they don't know why. Um, they're being told different things. They're experiencing things. They're, they're experiencing feelings that they shouldn't. Some they should. So, you know, being able to put that into you should be impenetrable. As you know, as we felt when we came out of boot camp, there was nothing to be stopped. Our mindset was golden at that point when you got in the fleet it changed alcohol is a powerful drug so you know you you, <laughs> you you realize you realize that you were not impenetrable um and so getting people to understand that uh one of the things uh having mentors is key um you can't do it by yourself whether you're in business or in life you can't either you got a preacher you got a mother uncle I mean, a lot of people don't have people anymore. I mean, we don't have families the way we used to. Everybody's individual. Um, so by having a, a mindset coach keeps you understanding that in order to get through this life, you you got to feel like you're impenetrable and you can't be affected. Entrepreneurship is one thing. It's, 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 I tell people entrepreneurship is just a leadership of, of failures. You know, I just shut down a company I had for a year. I'm in like massive amount of debt on the company. But it was a failure that I did, and I, I don't, don't look at it as a, a negative. It's a learning experience, right? Most people would crawl, couldn't even take it. If, if I took everything away from you, who would you be? Your mindset. So uh, one of the things I teach is uh, you have to understand nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing unless you give it meaning. And that's what helped me through my divorce, which was crushing, Um you know, it was just like, oh, my goodness, I had to realize all these different things because I attached everything with emotion. And most time for in a divorce, that's the first time a man really feels that emotional because he's losing everything. Um, and there's nothing you could do about it. And so, you know, learning from that, when I started working with students, I implemented that into my training and it became more effective. Well, there's quite a bit in there. So so first <laughs> of all, uh, first of all, that you know, uh, again, you know, going back to your uh 
boot camp and training and and, and the marine you know uh, business is not a not easy business as you said you know you're trained to go into the fire you train you know as as hard as you can because you you, you got to be that elite you know uh bunch that makes it happen right and uh you know it is it is you know anybody that's been in the military or anything that that's close enough to discipline you know levels which martial arts can be that way that's another way you know those are things that you are i mean take with you forever right they stay with you and uh it it, it takes a whole different as you said mindset to be one of those folks right because it, it it's it's a it's almost like a a reboot of your brain of who you really are, you know, and reset, you know, on a particular way. And then when you come out of it, that's the other thing. I mean, you have to reset again. And some of it is there. Some of it is, you know, there's a lot of stuff you pick up, you know, good and bad. And you have to like filter all this stuff on. And of course, life becomes very difficult. And we've heard stories about people coming out of service where, you know, they can't adjust to regular life because it's just a whole different, I mean, everything is, you know, aligned it's very you know rigid you know as a system and you come back to a loose society you know like do loosey-goosey do whatever you want it doesn't always you know apply and so adjusting again it's another one so you have to tweak you know your mind and how you think about things how you compartmentalize everything and it becomes very difficult at first now obviously you were you were past that you've you've conquered that part however you know, again, I'm not sure the circumstances of the divorce, but life also throws in, you know, little, you know, uh, fun stuff at you. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. You know, and and it's, by the way, everybody watching, listen, now, you, you said it, everybody's got some sort of PTSD from some, you know, live level. And and we all have a little bit of, of challenge in life, no matter how you do it, right? Things happen. Right. Uh, you give the example of business, you know, you start a business, you know, people think that's like, oh, yeah, well, business is is, you know, not easy. Uh, and people take a chance, you know, you mean, you know, it's calculated, you know, risks and stuff, but at the end of the day, you know, you might go through with something, you might stop that something, but at the end of the day, I love what you said. Again, that's actually mindset one one. It's how you look at things, right? You have a business opportunity. Yeah. It didn't materialize, but it is a learned experience. You learned a few things, how not to do certain things, how to do them different to them better, what to do next time, and so on and so forth. So actually, if you look at it that way, you haven't failed anything. You just actually experience new things, new experiences. You learn new things, and it makes you better the next time. And you're going to come in at whatever is going to come up to you the next one in a better light because now you're prepared. As you said, the keyword preparation, you know, life doesn't prepare you for everything. You know, we think that we are prepared. I mean, you said something very powerful that we've lost today family values, people that are actually there. We're different than what we used to be. Everybody's kind of, as you said, individualized today. You're in your own world, right? Everybody's in own you know, silo. Uh, back in the days, and, and again, you know, I mean, you started early on, so I'm assuming we're about just the same age. <laughs> you know, the uh, the concept here is that that we were, we had families and people kind of had advice. You had your your elders, you know, that give you the the stuff, they coach you like, hey, son, this is what you do. Uncle, father, you know, mother, whoever. But you had people, even, you know, at clubs and stuff, or, you know, parks and stuff, you had these these coaches and mentors, you know, you were in, in a soccer team or a, or a football team or baseball team. Somebody was there, like, you know, always giving you some advice and you pick those things and you have these big brother concepts or big sister concepts and they work, right? But now it's like everybody's like, they don't want to hear from anyone. Nobody wants to get involved with anyone because they're afraid that they tell you something. Oh, you told me that, you know, it's your fault. So nobody wants to get in that, you know, responsibility status and therefore they don't do it. So people are kind of left off to do their own thing. 
in your case, you know, you again, when you go, for example, to to any military, you know, level, you know, you do have a different, you know, format, right, of life because now you have your superiors, you have your ranking officers, you have a particular stuff, you're working as a team. It's a live, you know, uh, live or die kind of situation in in some some of these, you know, scenarios. So it's a different way of applying, and now again. That that transforms the person, but at least it gives you a belonging to a community, to a, you know stuff, and it helps you. And the preparation in life, you know, if you don't have those back, you know, uh, I guess backgrounds or like those foundations, you're gonna be like fending for yourself. I mean, you're just gonna be doing things and trying to figure out things, and it's a little harder. And when it's harder, people tend to not do good. And so I love what you said about all that because. You're right. Even if we take it to the basic sales, right? If you're not prepared by your customer, your client, your product, you know, you got all the tools that you need before you even, and what is this person looking for and so on and so forth. You're not going to be able to deliver a good presentation. You're not going to be able to handle objections. You're not going to be able to close them for whatever it is that you do, whether it's fitness, whether it's product services is the same thing, you know, corporate, you know, it doesn't matter. But preparation is the first thing. I mean, you know, fail to plan, you know, uh, uh, Plan to fail, as they say, right? That's it. Or I have the five P's: prior planning prevents poor performance, right? So, right. so these things, these things apply, and it, they apply to life, they apply to business, they apply to everything. So, thank you for sharing those things. And and you know, again, it's shifting, you know, the visual. Like you know, you can look at a situation in a complete, you know, negative way, or you can turn it into a positive way. You can turn an experience into a bad thing or in a good thing and situations they have both any situation you'll find that there is two ways two angles to it uh, and it's just how you look at things right you know i can be here or i can be here it's a choice that we make folks and if we make the wrong one you will suffer it's simple you know life sucks after that like nothing be, you know you're looking at everything as dark everything is not really peachy <laughs> we started with the peachy earlier you know life becomes very like you know oh my god right However, if you choose, you know, to look at the bright side, as we say, you know, you'll see the bright side. And again, it is a, a switch in the mind and in the right. will. And so it can change that. So, so let's talk a little bit more about that. Now, you've experienced these things and you decided to, I mean, again, the, the divorce happened and you're right. I mean, that's a tough one. Uh, you mentioned something in there that you said that, you know, sometimes you even entertained uh, why am I in this life, right? And actually, that's a very dangerous spot, right? When someone gets to that extreme point where you're like, do I deserve to be here? Why it's happening to me? You know, and and, and you get all these, these evil <laughs> thoughts that come through your mind, like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be here, you know? It, you know, we don't want to go there, folks. You know, you just want to be in these kind of shows, kind of hopefully highlight this, that, that you're not the only one that's going through this, that, you know, there's millions of us every day that are going through tough times. Everybody, if you look right. at them, rich, poor, what, I mean, those are just statuses that we think, I mean, rich is, is a, an attribute, you know, you could be rich, not necessarily with money. You could be rich with intellect, with family, with love and stuff. And you can be poor, you know, the same way or even financially. So it doesn't matter. Usually when we say rich and poor, we talk financials. But it's not necessarily the case. The bottom line is, whatever the status that you are alive, you are actually having some sort of a challenge in on a day-to-day -day basis, a weekly basis. Something is going to give. Life is not a very smooth ride. There is no cruising here. You're going to have bumps, a lot of turbulence, and uh, it's just how you do it. And you know, it's funny because you talk to a pilot, they say turbulence is good. <laughs> you know, if, it's, if there's no challenge, you know, the flight is boring, right. right? Well, life is just like that. So we need to actually have those things. So, so. Ben, you know, I kind of 
re you know uh opened up and unpacked a little bit what you said but so let's let's expand on all of that now you work with individuals and i love what you said that you go from you know you added more to live coaching as well so you you operate as a mentor as a coach and as someone who gives guidance right so let's talk about that process how do you really work with someone and you know how do you get them from not really feeling good to like feeling great first thing is vibration Ooh, i right? like it <laughs> so the main thing is that most people are not vibrating and they're getting affected by everything so that's where it comes into into place that uh you know working out in nutrition uh is the basis for everything because if you're not if you don't feel good you're not going to do good and so i implemented that about two years ago you know the work with me you need to be in some type of a workout program and nutritional program because the the stuff that we we intake into our bodies a lot of negativity a lot of visual negativity on the phone a lot of hearing negativity when we listen to the news and also some of the food negativity, right? Because we're not, we, we don't have the food we used to have 30, 40 years ago. So all of this is a starting point to reboot where you've been. When I went through my tragedy in, in um, my divorce, I dropped, I'm not a big dude, but I dropped, I dropped 30 pounds. Guys was like, they see me like a rail. Like what, what, what happened? Like you couldn't eat, you know, you go through all of these, these different type of deals. Um, I have a group of about 160 guys I serve with in Marine Corps. And just before we on, I have one of my brothers call me. We check on each other. I started this years ago. I didn't have to, but we've had a number of reunions since that time frame. And I've, I've done three of them where I just got the guys together. And just in that accord, having guys to make sure because the suicide rate on that, and I've lost a couple, is high. Because main thing is that we always feel that we're alone. Right. So the vibration of I shouldn't be around people. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel great enough. You know, it, and it all comes back to yourself. Nobody's going to give it to you, not a spouse, not your children. So if you have that to be the best person that you possibly can be, then you layer on top the skills of selling. You're impenetrable. That's why I call it, you know, top dogs. My, my group, I call top dogs. You want to be top dog? You got to be ready. You got to be ready and prepared to go out there and take the nose and take. So how are you going to be a salesperson when you're confident? Because what I, I teach is another all the, all these uh, sayings that I do, 80% of sales is confidence. So if you're not confident, it's not for you, right? Because you're, you'll think about, oh, this person said this or said that. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's no meaning. You're just moving a product. And you have to like or love the product that you're doing. If you don't like it, love it, leave it. That's what I teach. Do you like it? Do you love it? Well, kind of go, it's not going to work. So you're going to force yourself to push something that you don't like or love to people who are going to tell you no, and your confidence level is like at a 20. It ain't going to work. Recipe for disaster. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's, it's running your head into a brick wall. It's like, you know, you 130 pound offensive lineman. It's not going to work. So, you know, the main thing is analyzing this, building up the vibration, the confidence level, because, you know, you, like you said, I'm a, I'm a very shy person. I don't talk a lot. <laughs> so anyway, you got to. <laughs> oh, man, that's really. <laughs> Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's one of those things. I had a customer of mine. I, tr I trained. I still work with her still today. 
She had a business for 20 years, million dollar business doing books. I taught her. She came, found me on LinkedIn. I taught her. I told her how long it's going to take for you to understand what I'm trying to teach you. Then we practice it and then we do it. And I want you to write down every dollar amount that you made based upon what we learned so you could see the value of what what you paid for. So three months later, it came to like $175,000 she made by learning sales. She never learned sales. So she made an extra $175,000. I was like, great. I was like, good. Program worked. She was like, you know what? I don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. I know how to do it. I don't, I don't want to do it. Her confidence level is just, it's just one of those people that constantly has to be reinforced on a regular basis. They can't sustain it on their own. Right. There's a client I'm working with right now. This is my third time working with them because you need that maintenance. Right. When I have two mentors, one I've been working with for three years, every two weeks, we're on the phone for an hour getting that adjustment. Right. Chiropractor getting that adjustment. So when you think you can go out there and do it on your own um, and you, you, you assume all these different things, you're, you, you're it's eventually you're going to burn out. And so understanding these things on a regular basis in the beginning from somebody who is damaged, um, somebody who's in pain, somebody who thinks there's nothing out there for them. Nobody's giving them any positive reinforcement um, is saving lives is what I do. Right. Saving lives and saving businesses, basically. Well, believe it or not, businesses, you know, it's it's, it's funny because uh, this happened, you know, happens all the time where I get, you know, this question about. Well, you're in the health and, you know, what does it have to do with, or, or what does business have to do with health rather? And, you know, you just said it. I mean, if you're investing all your work and your time and your money and everything into a business that doesn't make it, you know, guess what? It's going to give you stress. It's going to give you a heartache. It's going to give you heartburns. It's going to give you every single negative thing in your physical aspect and mental aspect, which basically is detrimental to your health. And therefore you can actually wind up in a bad place. You can even have suicidal thoughts and things like that so it's very dangerous it's all linked so i love what you said the vibrations right you got to vibe correctly you have to have the right frequency you have to to up up there you got to get there right and some people are just kind of have a low vibration low frequency and you got to like really pump them up like pump up the volume baby (laughs) you got to get that that spike right but to get there you got to get them really enlightened to 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 everything right to 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 see that their their potential a lot of us i mean and myself included, we all are, you know, nobody's perfect. We don't have everything in life. We cannot I'm perfect. Hold on. I'm perfect. All right. Good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? Then we're going to have to list all the things that you do to make perfection happen. Right. So we can all copy from you, but you know, that's exactly right. You know, we, and then, but but that's a good point because we think we are, see the average person thinks that I got this. I mean, I have everything, but that's the wrong thing. We think we have everything and therefore we we fail things because we could have easily learned a couple of tricks that, you know, we didn't have to go through the hardship to actually learn, you know, because we could have bypassed that and, you know, really, you know, saved us time, money, energy, stress, the whole nine, right? So that's an important piece. You know, I love what you said that you incorporate healthy habits such as eating well and being physically fit. And that's, that's something that you would find that when you, and again, we're on social media, this is a talk show, a podcast, whatever you want to call it, you know, and if you look at all, if you're on social media, obviously you're going to be looking at a lot of clips and reels from Simon Sinek and, you know, and all these, 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 you know, real 
uh, uh, pumping, you know, folks that actually, when you hear them, you get all excited, right? You know, all these, these influencers, right? And when you hear that, they all have, you know, the same concept that they keep punching and pushing to us. And that is very simple. You need to have all these things in place. Your physical aspect has to be there. So there is always encouragement to get fit and be fit and do, you know, movement and activity, have a regimen of, of sports, of, of, of a thing, whether a lot of people are into martial arts, be, you know, uh, BJJ or any type of form of stuff, activities, football, sports, something to keep you pumped. Hit the gym on a day-to-day basis. Have an actual schedule from morning to the afternoon. Eat right, the right nutrients for your mind, for your body, for all the stuff. If you have all that stuff correct, then your body is able to function better. And I love so that was one piece that 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 is important. And sometimes we 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 lose that in business. We get so caught up in the business hustle that we give up, you know, on on our main business, which is us. Because here's the thing: no health, no business. Your mental status is is you know mental state is really down you know in in the drain. You're not gonna you're gonna be drained. You're not gonna have the the stamina to continue your business or even working for some or a corporation or anybody. Uh, even a job can be draining if you don't have the mental capacity, right? The physical capacity is the other one. I'm not talking about manual labor and you know in general work, brain or physical. It still takes a lot of toll on the body, and if you're not prepared. You're not strong enough physically, it will again drain you and therefore the results and the performance will be down. Again, as I introduced you earlier, we talked about your performance coach. You help people perform on high. You give the, the example of the lady that you you work with her and boom, you have 175000 additional dollars that just came in and manifested through application of what you've, you've you know, trained her on. Now, uh, you talked about the concept of you got to love what you do. If you don't like it, you'll love it, leave it. I love that. You know, three L's, right? The three L's, <laughs> you know, so so the three L's, I guess, work. Love it, like it, or leave it. And and frankly, that's exactly right. You cannot possibly, especially in this business of sales, I mean, uh, sales to sales, right? We work with people and you have to be able, and you get objections, you get, you know, the no's, you get all the stuff. It's a number game. There's pressure, there's numbers, there's stuff. But if you don't enjoy what you do, and you don't believe in what you do or your product or your service, you, you're you not even convinced yourself. How can you possibly convince somebody else? Let's just be honest, folks. And <laughs> that's, that's really how it is. If you don't understand what you're selling, why you're selling, and you're doing it for the wrong reason, I just want a paycheck because I or it's the right thing because he's going to make me money. You can only do it and people will read through your bullshit eventually and then that's it. That ends the, the story there. Or you got to burn up so quick that, that you're going to have to change in quality, you know, the, the, the actual whole career path at a point. Or you're going to have stress and, uh, you know, literally you can wind up with a heart attack, for example, or some stroke. And it happens, you know, people, when they get too much pressure, we are physical beings, right? You you will put right. enough pressure that it will deteriorate something in your body. You don't want that. Stress is a killer. And stress, you know, brings in a lot of bad things to your health, right? You can binge eating. You can drop your workout and forget about it. Now you gain weight. Uh, you know, I love what you said, the analogy, like, I lost 30 pounds, I look like a rail. I mean, imagine that, folks. I mean, you know, sometimes stress can really drain you badly, right? Or the opposite, you can just go nuts and just keep shoving stuff and just, you know, like, you know, you don't care anymore. And then your health goes south again. Whatever you do, you these things are all tied in. Eat healthy, physically healthy, mindset healthy, you know, structure healthy, prepared healthy. Everything else, I love what you do. Now, again, we hear this over and over from everyone probably heard it in multiple shows if you don't love what you're doing 
you know, you're not going to be, you know, successful if you love what you do and you never work a day, right? You know, so that's it. So you have passion and love for what you do. You wake up. I call them TGIMs. You have a TGIM instead of a TGIF in your book. Yeah. In your book, you're good. You wake up Mondays. Yeah, baby, Monday is here. If you wake up, oh my God, it's Monday. I can't wait for Friday. Then you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. Time for you to reset. Or again, get a mentor, get someone to assist, listen to a podcast, get a book, learn something new to help you get through that, navigate through the system. So, so what else, uh, Ben? Let's talk more about, you know, your work. And, and by the way, uh, just before we go there, you talked about the, how people sometimes, you know, they just don't have that, that, that line that is consistent right the consistency they go up like you help someone she was able to get this but she couldn't do it again because it just didn't vibe well and that's the other thing people sometimes need that maintenance uh you know all of us by the way you know outside of the mind the minute you kind of like you know you're like this and then you need somebody to bring it up you bring somebody up and so on and so forth and that somebody can be anybody right you i love what you said you have this reunions to keep each other tight right to keep reminding each other like who you are what you do and reinforcing that that nice spirit that nice vibration that nice frequency to keep everybody aligned and that goes for everyone i mean everybody has an entourage or people you love you want to help but you do you need that too sometimes we look at everybody else but not here we all need some of you know this help as well and so you need to surround yourself with people such as yourself, uh, you know, Ben, to assist and guidance. We all need a little bit of a pat on the shoulder. And even for those of us that are so alpha that we don't believe anybody can, you know, make a difference in our lives, we do need that. You know, it's not, we're not unique. What do you think of that? <laughs> Use that a lot. You, you, you're rolling, man. You're like a preacher. You're awesome. Uh, no, I, I love this. This is, this is, I I mean, by the way, this is a reminder for myself as well. Every time yeah. I talk about it, it actually sinks into my subconscious. It becomes part of me. So I, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> well, the important part is a mentor that trigger the mind to change your mindset. So I'll give you a major example. With my, uh, my, well, I went through my divorce, the depression and everything that I went through. And certain things trigger certain things like nothing means nothing. Um, and one of the things that got me out of my situation, because in your marriage, it's a possession for most people. It's my wife, my kids, my marriage. Uh, and realizing that it, the way life works, um, that doesn't exist. So the statement that, that actually helped me, like finding the correlation between the pain and what gets them out of that pain, sometimes takes a little bit of playing with for people to understand when they say, ah, now I understand. So one of the guys finally told me that just knocked me over my head. I'm going through all of this pain. He said, um, he said, I'm going to tell you two things. Your wife is not your life. And I was like, whoa, like that. And he said, um, she's never yours. It's just your turn. And when he said that to me, I mean, two years in and I'm like, wow. And it took me to break that statement down. And then he came back and, and, and broke it down for me. I'm like, oh, so I've been looking at this the whole kind of the whole time in the wrong kind of way. And what it does, it gets me out of because the main thing that gets people out of is fear and anger. And that was a lot of it. And I had to understand to to face the fear and deal with the anger and then just be. And be just being that was just good enough for me and good enough for everyone else. And so just Finding that resolution, that island in the middle of the water was just 
you know, people in the beginning, it was dark. And I, I said, this tunnel, this tunnel gets very small. You know, you think there's nothing there. And then, you know, two years after I the revelation, I could see a little light and it just kept coming close. And people kept telling me there was a light. And I'm like, I don't see a light. You know, I don't see anything. I went through depression years before that where I was in groups and I had phone calls for mental health deals because of PTSD. Right. Um, and so that's something I had to deal with earlier on as well. You think there's no light. And so if you're talking to the right people and they're giving you uh, some semblance of help in steps because people want instant gratification. And that's what drugs and alcohol does. It instantly takes you away from the pain. It makes life a whole lot better until the next time around. And then it, it's just a temporary fix. And that's why people have the 12 steps and all this, because now you're leaning, you're dependent on something to get you away from what you really need to deal with. Right. And so if you really deal with it, I mean, we, we're Marines. So, I mean, I could have been an alcoholic like that. Like I could have went into the bottle easy because I, I drink successfully. What we say? Drink successfully. <laughs> so, but, you know, like right now, I don't I don't drink as much. I mean, you're getting older and stuff like that. But having the revelation that there's somebody there that's going to show you the light and show you that it's not over and, and make you accountable for the things that you need to put the step forward to move towards that light. You know, that's that's what a lot of people need. We don't have that nowadays. We don't have families. We don't have reunions as much anymore. We have a bunch of individuals where everybody has an opinion. Um, and there's no structure. There's no parenthoods like it used to be. There's nobody telling you what not not to do. Everybody can do whatever they want. But until the consequences come in and when the consequences come in, Hurricane, you're the only one that's going to take it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, you know, you, that's the thing. Like everything has consequences, right? You know, right. Cause and, cause and effect. And then when you right. have that 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 final, you know, destination for you. You know, you'll find yourself like, what the hell? I mean, because because no one's going to take your pain. No one's going to no. take your suffering. No one's going to deal with your finances. It's really our decisions are the driver behind, you know, our lives, right? Right. And, and I, I love whoever that person was, brilliant. I mean, listen, I'm married, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're, if you find the right partner, that's great. But sometimes that doesn't work that way. Right. Right. And, and, and so it doesn't end with, you know, just that relationship. You can restart your life anytime for you and for that person. Didn't work out good. You move on. But again, it takes a little bit of agility to the mind to understand that sometimes you're so stuck, like, you know, oh no, I can't live without you. Right. <laughs> and then, then, then that's it. Everything is like pitch black and it's like really bad. And I, you said it best is that, that you could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there was always light at the end tunnel. I mean, they call it a tunnel because it has two sides. If it's not, it will be a hole. <laughs> I mean, really, think about it, right? You know, or even a hole, you can have the other side. But think about it. It will be just like, you know, a, 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 a drop in, 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 the, in, in, in the land, right? Well, here, have, here's, yeah. here's a scenario I tell people, and this is mm -hmm. like real cool. So when you go through something like that in a marriage, and I tell people how dark it is because I do analogies better than anyone else to make people understand. That's so <laughs> so the, the way I, I put it in pain wise is that you and your wife and your kids are going down to the lake and it's a beautiful lake and it's a beautiful day and it goes down into the, and it has a, a dock on the lake and it's birds out there and you see people out there on boats and everything. 
So you decide to go down towards the lake and go to the dock. The children are playing on the side, you know, they're they're playing uh, not on the dock, but on the grass by the by the bank. And you and the wife decide to go down to walk down the dock. You know, guys, let's see what it looks like. So you go down there. You're holding hands, whatever. Everything's good. And this is how life really works sometimes. So you're down at the end of the dock. You're sitting there. You're looking around. You step up. You take a look. You look around. All of a sudden, there's a push at your back. And you realize that you're in the water. So you're like, huh, I'm in the water. Like, how did I get here? I have my shoes on. I'm not a really good swimmer. Nothing to really be concerned about. So as you're starting to tread water, trying to come up to the top, you're coming up. You start realizing that, you know, it's not what you think it is. You're starting to drown. Um, As you come up, you you look up at at your wife and she's just standing there with her arms just looking at you. And so you're like, there's no help coming around and you're like, oh, these shoes are on and I'm like not a strong swimmer and I'm getting further and further away from the dock and I'm just like, holy mackerel, I'm out here alone. As you come up the next time, about the third time you come up, she's on the dock, sitting on the dock, swinging her legs, looking at you. So you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? I'm getting tired. All these things are coming at, chaos is coming. I'm just getting up, getting my water and I can just see her barely as I'm just coming up every time just just get air and I'm just ducking and moving like that. So as you do that, you come up, you start realizing like, Hey, it's starting to set in the panic. I'm going to, if I don't get out of the situation, something's going to happen. As you come up the next time you realize you, you see her get up and then she starts walking away back of what from the end of the dock. And then as you come up the next time you realize there's another person at the end of the dock, and then as you come up again, they run together and meet. Now you're still in the water and you're drowning and you like, oh my goodness, like all of this is happening just like that. So you have a couple decisions to make in your life. You're in a lot of pain. You're in a lot of anger. Your muscles are getting tired. You can't breathe as well. You, you have to make those decisions. How are you going to move on? So one of the main things you got to understand is you have two choices. You have three choices, actually. You can give up and go under. You can either go back to the dock, which is the quickest route to getting out of the water. But if you get back on the dock, you got to go back through them. Or you do the hard thing, suck it up, put your put pull your pants up, and then swim back to the swim back to the uh, children, which is the hardest thing to do because swimming back to the dock is not going to solve the problem. So you have to swim around them and go back to the children. And so that's where you have to have the mental aspect of saying, I need a little help just to get back because the children is the most important thing that happened. It's nothing I can do about it. And you got to move on. And that is the pain that most people go. So after you go through something like that, when I look at, TV shows or uh, the news and I see domestic violence, I know why they do what they do because of the pain. They decided to go back to the dock. But you can't go back to the dock. Right? So the quickest way to get out of your pain is to go back to the dock. You got to deal with your pain and go back to the bank. And that's what people have really have to do. And they don't know that. 
that's that's a very deep analogy and you know descriptive and by the way that goes for male and female folks i mean i know yeah. the, you know it could be the other way around you know oh yeah i push as a girl and the same thing happened relationships are going both ways and and by the way i think i've seen that scene in the movie <laughs> in a few other movies right you know criminal movies or crime movies but but the fact that it's real i mean it's it's obviously metaphorically speaking or you know just an analogy but the fact is that's really it if you go back you're just going to be fighting and in the same position and getting excited. You might fall again. Now we have two people pushing you, not just one, <laughs> you know, right. but, but if you run to the shore, you will learn to actually do your own thing and survive. And, you know, maybe you have better things. Your kids are better for you. And that's it. Again, you, that you got to look for something else, another target, another objective in life, another goal that's going to make, make it worth it for you to make it to the shore and be happy. Ultimately your life is, is important, but then, I love that. I mean, if I look at my kids, then my kids becomes everything here, you know, and then I go to them, you know, she decided or he decided to go this way. Fine. Go. Bye-bye. You know, life moves on, but you're right. See, now you have learned this over time. Many people are still in that same, you know, situation. They haven't learned this and they don't, they don't think it's going to happen to them. They're not prepared for it. And when it happens, I mean, really that's, that's exactly what's happening every day. You say that we hear in the news all the time. It's happening every day, folks. You know, and by the way, it's happening all over the world, all cultures, doesn't matter what you believe in. This is humanity. We all have these situations that happen with divorces at a skyrocketing, you know, level. Now, again, this is a sales show, but this is live, though. You know, it's really relationship is selling as well. You know, it's there's a lot of stuff, but these are the impacts that will make you, you know, lose your grip on life and ultimately performance. And that's the thing. Like, so, so we are talking sales shop today, but really salespeople are humans. And they do a lot and it's a pressured job, but everything in their life makes who they are and affects what they do and how they do it and when they do it and whether they do it successful or not. You know, you talked about PTSD, right? You talked about, you know, everybody that's going in sales is not doing it when they're babies, but right? they're doing it, you know, after they do military, they do their life. They had a, a decent amount of life already behind, which has a lot of impact, a lot of things in their mind. There's a lot of impact already that's, that's accumulated. So you go into the real world. Now you have a business or now whatever you do when you're selling and so on and so forth. But, you know, that stuff is still with you and it affects how you perform, you know, regardless. And we can, we, we don't have to go that far back. We have, you have an argument the day before at home. You go to work this morning, in the morning, you suck. I mean, you're going to be cranky. You're going to be snapping at people. If you have customers, you're not going to be in the best mood to even meet with the customers. They're going to read right through it or you're going to really flunk your, your pitch, right? It's not good for you. So, so again, adjusting this to make sure that you're ready. Like, it's funny, like, um, I used to tell this in my trainings. Folks, whatever we have, our prejudices, our problems, our stuff, there's a box at the door. Dump that shit in there. <laughs> Walk in here. You know, you don't have anything on the way out. You grab that stuff and start cursing the world if you want to. But why are you doing the functions, you know? And believe it or not, I learned this trick a long time ago. So I worked for Disney. And, you know, in Disney world, they have, uh, we all, you know, like uh, characters, you know, in life. I mean, in, in, when you're in a park, everybody's on stage. Everybody yeah. is performing. And so there's literally backstage and stage. So you're either, in, you know, in the, on stage, which means that you're in, in front of the public, or you're backstage. And so they, they teach you that in training. Like, let's say, once you open that door, you go in front of the, the the public, our audiences, our guests. Guess what? And nothing else matters. I don't care if you had a fight in the in, in, in the back, you come out with a smile, hey, 
<laughs> that's exactly. So, I mean, seriously, that's exactly how we it's got branding. Right. It, that's it. And so, so what it, what it does to you is it trains your mind to close all that that bad stuff here and then just open up. It's almost having a double personality. But but he, the people do not have to see that, and your performance should not be impacted by that. Now, it's easier said than done because no matter what it is, it takes a lot of energy to actually keep all that stuff hidden, and and your smile is up and running, right? So even if you have a, a fake smile, people can read through that. I mean, we can read someone that's phony, right? So right. it's it's that kind of you know situation. But in sales, you have to do that. You're talking to people every day. Uh, folks that do customer service. I mean, you can't have a freaking bad day and, and go on the call with something like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I mean, you know, you can snap at somebody very quickly. You know, that's why we have those reviews of stuff. How do I do service? Absolutely. Because it, it, it's a deterrent. Like you're doing your best not to do this, right? But these are like things that we actually experience. I mean, in the business world, it's happening. You have to, you know, literally take care of you mentally, physically, so you can be able to perform better and do better and work better with people. Uh, because it doesn't matter. You're the CEO or you're the, the, the salesperson in, in a company. It's all the same. You're still performing. You're still meeting with people. You're still doing job. You still have an impact on other people, whether it's your employers, your customers, you know, your colleagues. It's all the same. And your impact is going to even at work. You know, you can snap at your colleagues, right? Now you have an HR issue. <laughs> now you well, get that's, why I say, that's why I say sales is a performance skill. Mm -hmm. You don't have the benefit of coming in. If you're a graphic designer, you come in, you sit behind a computer for eight hours and go home. You get your salary or hourly salespeople don't work like that. You don't have the benefit of of having a demeanor. Right. Uh, you got to come in and perform every single day, especially. I mean, for, for many years, for five years straight, I was commission only. Like there was no lifeline. There was no there was no there was no 401k. There was no help plan. You just sold every day and got paid every week. And if you didn't sell, you didn't make any money. You had a draw and you had to pay it back. So when I actually came out of that for, for many years and I had a job, I remember one of the funny things, because I, I grew I grew up in like, uh, I started in gym sales and then I moved to car sales, which was not for me. And then I did uh, call, uh, calling, cold calling. And we were doing $180 a day. And I did that for years. I mean, it was like, no computers. I tell people that these things that you have right now are tools, just tools. Your Instagram, your fax machine, all these stuff is tools. Sales is sale. Still hasn't changed. So I go from that for three years where I'm just calling like $180 a day. And I applied for a job as a as a uh, headhunting firm. I remember this. And I went in and the guy was like, you have an impeccable sales record. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been in a boiler room for three years, right? And so 125 guys on the phone sound like you at the stock market. That's how I lived for three years. Guy said, here's your desk. And he said, we're going to start you off with um, 34,000. I said, 34,000. He said, yeah. I said, man, that's phenomenal. He said, why are you so excited? I said, you're going to give me 34,000 leads? Because we had to fight for leads, right? <laughs> Every day you had to fight for leads. He's like, No. <laughs> $35,000. Oh, you're going to start <laughs> you off at $34,000. For what? He said, that's your salary. I'm like, for what? I'm like, I haven't done anything. Like, he's like, I, I, you know, I had to get, I was brainwashed. I was like, a salary? Who needs a salary? You know, give me 34000 leads. Like, so you only got like one or two leads a day and the rest you had to cold call for years. So you've been starving so much. Your mind 
your mindset was like this. And when I got in there, I killed it. The guy's like, you're killing it. I'm like, I came from the bottom of uh, sales, a cold calling. I mean, it was every day you were just pitching, 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 pitching. And you went from that to like, a, you know, that's why I teach. There's no such thing as a warm lead. You know, it's Somebody funny. tell me a warm lead, I throw 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 mud in your face. Like, what? What is a warm lead to you? Like, it, it, it's an assumption. There's no such thing as a warm lead. You work the lead, saying every time, discipline. You get an assumption that is warm, and then you don't get it. And I come to you, and I had guys, you know, I ran teams. And I'm like, guys, like, it's a warm lead. I'm like, you got it? He's like, no, I didn't get it. I'm like, why? I'm like, oh, I said, because you came in assuming it's already pre-sold, yeah. That you already had it sold. You didn't go through the process. You got lazy. I'm like, where's the lead? I'm like, you do that again. You, you just need to go home for the rest of the day. There's no such thing as a warm. And that's why I came to the conclusion. No such thing as a warm lead. You work it just like you started. You start off in your sales process. You don't assume anything. And you make sure you're prepared. And you go through that. You, hey, Jim, so you're ready to buy? The guy's like, who is this? Like, bang. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm listening to you, Ben. You took me back a few years, and uh, I I worked in the timeshare. Oh, those guys! Are, I love those guys. See, that, that's I'd say the top of the food chain in sales. They oh, are. I, I watched those guys. I went. I'm on the street from Orlando. My cousin went down there, and I watched the presentation. I went to a timeshare last year. Oh, uh, Westgate. Um, in um, um, Tennessee. Wait. Oh, okay. And there, I went down there, and I'm like. And the guy was like, and you know, I got my free five days. I got free, 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 free. And these guys are like, and I didn't come in. I went with the funny thing. I went with my ex-wife and the kids. So I was like, you just stay here because I'll just let them know that, you know, one of the decision makers are not there. And I go in there and the guys are like, I mean, they're really, really good. And I, and then, uh, you know, in the end I had this young kid with nice shoes on and I'm like, I'm like, you're really good. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, do you know what I do for a living? He's like, you're a limo company. You own a limo company. I'm like, yeah, but I do something else. He's like, what? I was like, here's my book. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Well, well, you know, but but it's interesting because, you know, when when you talked about commission only, right, versus yeah. salary. Yeah. You know, this happened to me. So I went in and literally, same thing. I was a presentation, right? So they, yeah. they I'm like, you sell this? Like, yeah. You know, this sounds like I can do this. Like you want to work here? I was like, sure. So he talked to his manager, and the guy comes in, like, you want to start start tomorrow? I was already in sales. I was already like managing a team right. in, in the insurance space, but I wanted something more to do because I always looked, you know, to learn and also make extra money. Another so, gig, another gig. So <laughs> and it's like you you were young, you had the energy. It didn't matter, right? And you you want to compliment your salary so you can have whatever life. I mean, at the time, you know, it was it was still. After college, you're just getting started in career and you yeah. want some money to get started. So for your business purposes, whatever you need capital. Anyways, and you know, there was not a lot of stuff that's happening today where you can get these free, you know, can make money here, there, online <laughs> stuff. That wasn't the case. If you didn't work for it, you had to borrow it, right? So so one or the other. But anyway, so I go in and he says, Come in, I go in. And uh, so they give me it was like three hundred dollars a week or something. But but you know, every seller can make five hundred dollars, you know. So, so I do the first day and I did like three sales. I'm like, shit, take me off the salary. 
<laughs> I was like, I don't want your salary. I just wanted the commissions only. And that's exactly what happened. They took me off that, 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 you know, like, you know, I mean, it's not miserable. It's 300 draw. at the time. It was still good. It was a draw. I'm like, I don't need that. I could do a lot more than that in a day. And that's exactly what I did. And for seven months, I mean, we had the Top Gun, you know, level. Yeah. I was number one, you know, seven. I used to like come up and talk to people like how it's done. And it was just like that. And, 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 but, but I believed in the concept. I loved it. And at the time, it was it was really what it was. I mean, right. it changed over time. It became a lot more, you know, difficult. It was just it changed. That today's timeshare is different from like how it used to be. Yeah. You know, and it was it was attractive. And the and the ones that we had were like you know you can. It was not just the standard you know resorts. It was like you know, campgrounds. It was all kind of different things. You know, with right. water parks and stuff. So it was fun stuff for the family, and people really enjoyed that. And it was not expensive at the time, but but it was worth it. So again. To your point, you know, when you're hardcore sales, you know, it's all about performance. If you're performing, even today, I mean, I, I, I'm in the insurance space. And frankly, you know, sometimes we have captive and brokers. And, you know, it's really, I tell people, as a broker, you don't have the salary, but all you need is three or four sales and you have the salary. That's your base. You start right. with those. Another fifth one is your insurance and the rest is all your gravy. <laughs> you know, again, right. it's how you look at it. And, and when we added the numbers and I do it just as a comparative, I look at here's what you can make doing just commissions. Here's what you make with your typical base plus commission. When you look at the structures, you have a better shot actually at the commission than the other way. Now, people want, as you said, the cushion. I want that safety net. And that's really the hardest part. You know, if you're really that hardcore, the safety net is yours. And in sales, every day is a new day. You get up, you do your max, you know, you go for the max. You help. I always say, how many people are going to help today to help ourselves? Help yep. ourselves by helping others. And if you believe in what you do, you go out, you know, with a bank, you know, every day you have now, are you going to have some bad days? Of course, but you're only as good as the day, you know, yesterday's gone. You had a great performance yesterday. What's today? You wake up. It's a whole new day. And that's the other thing. People get stressed. My targets, my quotas, my stuff. <laughs> Forget all that shit. Okay. Your target is not what the company gives you. The company says you need to do 30 sales a month. Well, my target is 200 sales. I don't give you know a crap what the company wants because I want to do more and more and more. Right. It's my pocket that I'm looking for. I don't work it's for the, the company. mindset. That's right. I don't work for the. I always say this, and I still say this. I work in corporate. I own companies, and I can tell you one thing: I've never worked for a company. Officially, I did, and so I the way I present it is like if I and I actually used to ask this question: Would you like? And by the way, I'm asking this question right now on the on the show. Would you like to? Uh, you know, if I give you a million dollars. Would you like to start your business? Or also I ask people like, you know, would you start your business if you had money? Or what would stop you from not, you know, starting business? Usually they tell you money. So if I give you the money, would you start a business? Now, when you throw in that was like, you got like nine of the people's like, yeah. And one person's like, no. Okay. So that one is gone. <laughs> and then you have those nine, right? And you know what? I tell them, guess what? You already have a business. You're you Inc. And the company is your capital. The yeah. company is providing your salary, your tools, your settings, your off your overhead, your, your marketing tools, everything. They're giving you all the stuff that you would have to do if you had a business. So that's that money that you're looking for. The rest of it, you still, if you are the CEO of any company today, you still got to do your marketing, your sales, your pitch, you build the marketing <laughs> strategy and stuff, get in the team together, work your operations, your finances, all stuff. You're doing all that. And in case of, of you working for corporations, 
you're still you. You run for yeah. yourself. I never work for a company. I work with a company. Right. And basically, they finance in my business, which is me, Inc. And that's that translates to your salary and your commissions and how much you make in a gross net. Now, that's the corporate way to think about it. Now, obviously, you apply the same way in the entrepreneurship world and having business. It applies the same. But if you think that way, you never work for no one. You work for yourself. You work right. for your family. You work for number one. And that, that's, again, talking about mindset. That's what makes a difference. Yeah, so uh, that's it. I mean, I, you know, it, it was funny because you know you you started with the analogy and and you know the whole thing about the lake and the drowning, and we went this. But really, this is what sales is about, right? It affect it is affected by everything we do, and you're gonna get a pitch, you know, bad look, you know, situation in life. You should not happen. You should not let that happen. You should not let ha you know that affect how you think, how your mindset operates. Now, I love that you showed the book. Let's talk about the book. What's the name of the book? Uh-huh. Master the art Master of the closing art. the sale. Ooh. Let's talk about that. See, closing the sale is not easy. <laughs> People have a problem with closing. People have a problem with objections. People have problems with closing. So let's talk about that. How do you convert somebody that has difficulty? You know, I can talk to you, but when it right. comes to like, hey, give me the money. Right. Oops. That's usually what it gets down to, right? It's all about the money. Right. Well, the difference is, uh, what is the purpose of a sale? Do you know what the purpose of a sale is? Well, it's a transaction. And, you know, I'm, I'm giving a service. You're giving me uh, the money. Well, the when a child asks you to pick them up and they go, pick me up, 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 pick me up. And you go, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. What part of the sale are they doing? What part of the sale are they doing? Uh, the whining, <laughs> the clothes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so they you talk about the, the sales the steps, process, yeah. So we're born to sell. So children go all the way to the end. They don't care what's in for you. They're not doing an intro. They're not doing a qualification. All they do is close. Straight up. Right. So children are one of the best salespeople in the United States because of the aspect that they do that. Number two, the other best salesperson, I have four of them. Number two is a preacher because it's traditional. You go to church without your wallet. Got to pay the dues, right? <laughs> it's traditional. So their sales process is a tradition. You know when you go there, 10%. They started the 10% rule, right? Number three, the third best salesperson in the United States is QVC is and Home Shopping Network. Why? They know the customer more than they know themselves. They have a database back there of computers knowing exactly what you spend, when you spend, based on your age, what you bought beforehand, what you spent, what you normally spend. They have a demographic based on every product. That's why when they put the product on, they already know they're going to be successful. Then they'll add in certain tactics like scarcity, putting the number up there, we're running out, you get this, so on and so forth. Frame. That's why they're still around, even though it's Amazon, they're still making money because people get excited and they know exactly when Miss Jane wants that purple quilt at three o'clock in the morning and how much she's going to spend because we already have our credit card information on file, mm -hmm. right? I make so it an automatic payments. bank of money. Number four best salesperson in the United States is a homeless person. Right? You know why? Do you know how much a homeless person that has a good mind and a good area that they can be in to ask for money, how much they can make in a in a day? Not even a day. How much can they make in a day, you think? I have no idea. A couple hundred dollars. Between three to eight hundred dollars. 
That's why you don't see him oh, out time there. Time out, time out, time out. I think now you're going to interest us all in, in being homeless because that sounds like a lot of money. No, 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 no. That homeless person can go out there and make three to $800 a day. When you ask a small business person, how much are you making per day? They'll, they'll tell you they're not making that type of money, right? Because $800 times 30, that comes out to like $14,000, $15,000, $20,000 a month, right? Why are you not making that type of money? You have a fax machine. You probably got email. You have business cards. You have Instagram. You have Facebook. You have a website. You have all of these tools. But you're not making what he's making or her making. Why is that? That homeless person, the reason they're making that type of money is because they're what? Focus. They don't care what they look like. They don't care about opinions. They don't care about their family. They don't care how much rejection they take. They're out there. They make a little marketing sign. They just continuously ask, ask, ask. So the difference between that person, homeless person, and the business person, there is no difference. They're just focused. So a homeless person is kicking a business person, but every day they just don't even know it. And you still give them money. That's why you don't see them out there every day because they don't have a bill. They don't have a website. They don't have... They don't come in and drink coffee and talk about the football game. They don't talk about the leads. They don't talk about any of that. They just go out there and sell and then go back. So when you get to your office, you're like, oh, what the website look like? Oh, how much money do we have in the bank? Oh, the fax machine is down. Oh, do we have internet? Oh, do we have antivirus? Oh, should we get business cards? Oh, should social media? Should we post? All of this stuff distracts you from what the focus of the business is, is actually selling. So number one, if you can close like a child, if you could be traditional like a church or, you know, your customer more than they know themselves. Or you could be focused like a homeless person. If you have any one of those traits, when I train you as a salesperson, you could be dangerous. But if you know all four of them. It's your domestic. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I love that. I, I, you know, it's amazing how you broke it down. And so so. So you're right. I mean, I, you know, we've had so many shows about sales and in trainings and you're right that we do this every day. Everybody sells and the kids are the best salespeople in general. They always get what they want. And, and I love what you said. Like the way you said, like, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. I mean, they'll get annoying enough, you know, to, but you to ask really... a grown person to close three times. They start breaking in sweat and start having hives. Like I can't ask again, like ask again. They're like, no. Because well, what happened, we live in a Western civilization where as children, we learn to sell. Then we go to K through 12 and then go to college. And everything in a society teaches you to go get a job and earn what you want. Don't ask for it. Go get a college degree. Go make it. So when you want something, the only thing you really have to negotiate in life is a car and a house. And people don't like to go down and buy cars. I don't want to be pressured. So by the time you open up your own business and you realize you have to start asking like you're supposed to as a child, your muscle, sales muscle has atrophied so small. Your confidence level is just through the bottom and you can't do it. If people say, I don't want to do it or to have negative connotation, they'll tell you a million reasons why they can't do it, don't want to do it. But you did it as a child. When you go overseas, you go to the markets over there, you realize they don't have any prices on the food and the produce. Everything is about negotiation, right? You walk over there. And they're aggressive. You see Americans, they all like this, like they, they're hounding me, like they're asking me, like, this is the way the world works. You live in a bubble where everything is a credit card, and if you can't afford it, you don't ask for it. But these are how 
things work in those 90% of the society in third world countries. You negotiate. And so people are afraid or haven't done it. So if you know how to sell in the United States, you become the 1% that I call the top dog that can negotiate everything and your business becomes smoother. So your, your front line of your business is sales instead of marketing. Like I, I put these ads out and I make these pretty things. No, I get on the phone and can close, right? Oh, well, so, <laughs> so that's pretty powerful because there, there's always that whole marketing or sales, which one is which. And, and everything, marketing is big. I mean, it's really marketing your brand, your product, you this, you be in the face of people. But at the end of the day, the close is like, is yeah, everything re revolves around that final stage, which is closing and, you know, getting the sale, getting the numbers, you know, locking, you know, the, the, the consumer, the customer, whatever you want to call them. And, and that is actually the hardest thing. I mean, even in trainings, I mean, I do have, when we do like, you know, tr like sales trainings, you, you know, yeah. And by the way, when you monitor people, you can see if some people have a strong presentation that can go through the whole thing that can handle objections. Like no matter where you throw at them, they'll be like, but when it comes to like, asking for the money it, it's like uh you know so you know why that is it's ahead, because they, their self-esteem is telling them at the same time that they're in the present because it's hard to do it while you're in the moment like it's like when you watch film football players watch film why were you doing it why are you going that way like dude we're going 100 miles an hour like you know um and so the main thing is they they're judging themselves they're not letting the customer judge them. So they're like, did I do a good presentation? Ask for the money. And then meanwhile, you're on the other side. Ask for the money. Close. And they're like, oh, but I don't know if I did good enough. Like, why are you asking yourself that in the middle of a sale? It's like stopping the car and getting out in the middle of a race. Like, why would you do that to yourself? And people do that. And then you're like, ask for the sale. And then the person on the other end is like, you're not going to ask for the sale? And they're like, oh, so you liked it? Like, oh my god, it's like a train wreck. It's like, what did you just do? Like, you better close. Like, it's so many different things, especially when you hear people, because I tell sales is a performance skill. It's never practice on your clients. Role play. Figure out what you're doing because their clients is not gonna come back and give you feedback. And that's where uh, people get messed up. They you're get, gonna they lose them and that's it. Yeah. So even if you're in sales, every once in a while, you got to get checked. That's what sales managers are for. That's what mentors are for. Like set, you know, some of the things I tell people, record your calls. Do you record your calls? No. How do you know what you sound like? <laughs> well, 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 that's that's an excellent point because, because you know, part of the, you know, the, the sales training is, you know, the, you know, calibration of calls. You actually listen, yeah. you bring them in. And, and when there is something in training, I throw that in as like, hey, what do you think was wrong? Oh shit. And and you'll be surprised. People will start seeing like, oh man, why did I say that? I should have said it differently. You know, I really had it right there. And by the way, you, you, I do more than just the record. I do visual recordings, like even yes. like really the emotions and oh, stuff. Like, you know, like yeah. you you you'll do the whole thing. And then when they see themselves like, man, I really screwed that up. <laughs> and you know, and that's okay. It's 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 constructive, you know, training here. It's like yeah. not like, oh my god, you suck. No. You know, how can we get you better in your performance? And you get that. But you're right. It gets to that point where you're like starting to doubt, like, did I go do a job? And that that's where you said confidence. You gotta be super pumped about who you are and how your pitch is, and you need to know your shit. That's the other thing. You yeah. gotta be prepared, as you said, going back to that being prepared. You know your yeah. stuff hundred percent. Your mental state is good, your physical stamina is good, your vibration out there. 
no like business in your mind <laughs> yeah you're straight up you're coming in all you need to do is focus as you said you're that that homeless you know with no and by the way we're not making fun of homeless people just just for the people that can love to criticize anything i understand no they, they they learn the gig is up they're like man we're making but that's why they sit under the tree with their cell phones and they're good they like they live it they, they're like they don't that's why they say they don't need to be out there every day what are you gonna do with eight hundred dollars when you don't have any bills you're good so that's why they say why we don't see them out there all the time is because they don't need that much imagine if they were out there every day and they're like so the, the homeless person like, you know, I don't want to deal with bills. And so if I sat out here every day and made all this money, that means I have to go get an apartment. I mean, I have to go get I have to be responsible. And some people just don't want to be responsible. So it's easy for them just to get a little bit and live off. And they sit under the tree while people in the car are looking at them like feeling bad for them, stressed out about this bill they got to pay. Can't close a sale worth of nothing. <laughs> but, but again, talk about the focus. But you you said it best is that they don't have all the other stuff to worry about and they have nothing no. to lose you know they're actually still getting better results financially than most people the dollar amount because they're asking they're asking they're they're asking maybe if you sit at, at a corner with a sign how many cars would go by in three hours what maybe three four five hundred in two hours and you can't get on the phone and talk like i tell people get on the phone pick up the phone and call what what should i say like Call them, you know. You should like so. You know that, that. Like I said, I went to boot camp in the Marine Corps, and I went to boot camp in sales when I was in in that in that baller room every day. You know, it was like 180 something dials a day. Like, how many no's did you get out of that? Maybe like 180. So, you know, that's what made you successful is being able to take the rejection. And when you wasn't doing things right, they would record you. They'll take you in and play the tape, like. Where are you going with this? Like, and you, they'll tell you, like, take you off the phone. Like, the reason your sales is down is because you're missing this. Let's readjust it. Go back into training. Get back on the phone. So it's the same thing. It's 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 a repetitious type deal, and people not willing to be in the game. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not, and it's not for everyone. And and that's why there's just it takes a, a certain breed of humans to actually do it. Although, like you said, everybody does sales in general. But yeah. some get get better at it, you know, than others, and they they they're focused, and, and those that are focused, they make killings, you know, they make it happen. And that's the other thing: if you're in business, you're also in sales. Yeah, doesn't matter. You you, you <laughs> can't just you know run a business and there's no sales. I mean, that's what makes the money is that close of your product, your service, whatever it is. Your lawyer is selling. You're a doctor, you're selling. You're a pharmacist, you're selling. You're you know an entrepreneur, you're selling. You're a retail person, you're selling. You're doesn't matter. Your online business, you're selling. Your podcast, you're selling. Everybody is selling something, and they need something exchange. They need to close. So it's an important. I mean, we're on a show. It's about your promotion. It's about your work. It's about your book. It's about what you do. Your services. And that's really the pitch. There's nothing wrong with it. And guess what? It makes sense. You know, there's no difficulty accepting that because it actually makes sense across, you know, the the presentation. So to and get the people to understand that mindset is like really important to understand that's what the game is, right? Because they don't know what it's about on the other end. What is the results? If I do sales, how much am I going to make all these times? which creates anxiety, right? So people will be anxiety about things they don't know about. So the mindset is understanding the impenetrable. You have to figure out what you're going to be selling when you get into that point, but being able to sell is the key component. I've had guys that I've, I've, I've taught years ago, 
who are on their third job from then and they finally found what they were really good at and what niche and they finally killed it. It's, so even though you could sell it, doesn't mean you're going to be happy, right? You got to like it, love it because we have what's called gigs. We'll go from a job to a job. Oh, how much commission? I mean, I look at on Indeed every once in a while, I see these jobs, $150,000, you know, and I'm like, man, you know, you can go in there and, and, and knock, a, knock that out. A seasoned veteran that knows sales can go in there, but would you like the culture? Do you like the people you work with? Or, you know, I went to some like jobs where you, yeah. you went on Friday and the doors were locked. The company went out of business. You're like, what? No check for me. Right. So, you know. The hard times of sales when you're, 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 you know, you're selling and gunning, you're out there selling for anybody, you know, you're just trying to make a living. And that's why I, I look at it like acting. You get the bug, the sales bug. Right? You do. It's a, it becomes your DNA. You know, well, here's the thing. You, you did the hard sales. Telesales is, is one of the most brutal, brutal business in, 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 in the, the sales world. That on yeah. door to door. I mean, if you do door to door and telesales, yeah, you know you're ahead of the game. I mean, you yeah. know, uh, and 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 no no leads. You're doing hard sales, meaning that you're not getting cold leads or like you're being an order taker. You're getting, you're doing the work. You're really grinding to get that person to say yes and and take the deal. And you're willing to take the rejection as part of the deal. You gotta yeah. get no's. You know, as they say, salesmanship begins when the customer says no. I mean, it's an old saying. In and basically, you know, it's it is as antiquated as it sounds. But the fact is, people are gonna say no. And you need to expect that. Yeah, it's the no by default. As a matter of fact, that you know, this is a question I asked about. You know, uh, that somebody had send us about like my kids are always said to say no by default. Whatever I ask them, no, that you know, and then then you know, psychiatry, psychologically speaking, no is a good thing. I mean, I, when I you know yeah. the way it was broken down, no is actually what gets you going. Why not? You know, where you know, and so you it gives you an open discussion now. Like you know, you can. That, you know, they just open the door. Come on in, have a seat. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what it is, right? You know, it's not a, a cut, you know, and dry. No, no. So some people get to that. No, okay, click. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, or like, okay, have a good day. No, like there is a reason that no happened. There well, it's a knee jerk reaction for some people. So it's an instant. Like I'm not going to be a lay down, right? You know, they call a lay down. I, you know, I, I'm not gonna, you know, and most people don't know how to negotiate right? Negotiation and things of that nature. There's certain cultures that are good at that, like the Indian culture, the Jewish culture, they teach their children to negotiate everything, right? We don't have that. So when you get on the phone, you know, they, they negotiate. You already know the tactic that they're going to use based upon the person that you're dealing with, right? So you get somebody from New York, they're going to be tougher than somebody from Alabama. Alabama will be more about friendship. It'll be so you know who you're talking to, you try to relate to those people, which is my third step was called connect and relate, right? Um, you need you find some some commonality because I'm going to ask you tougher questions to save us time to figure out if I can help you. And most people don't. They just assume that this pitch is going to do it every time and they do the numbers game. That's why they have auto dollars and people that rotate. They're just doing numbers and pitch, 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 pitch. They're not digging in, figuring out if you can help them. And that's what I teach is that type of selling. And I use it like this. Um, if you want to learn to fight, you can open the yellow pages and go to a ton of dojos. The main thing about it, you can use my sales process, anybody else's sales process, but does it work for you? So is if it's going to work for you, you have to learn how to do it, right? So one of the things I tell people, it's not only the fact that I, I can do sales, but I can teach it. And that's the important part is being able to teach it, right? Uh, well, that, again, you, you got you got 
decades of it and you know from the hardcore and you've learned every single trick you've trained it and it makes you a different you know personality in terms of the sales you know uh world and realm because it is it is a world on its own i mean it's it's psychology 101 it's emotions it's it's strategy it's art it's science there's every single thing that's available in there you know you will probably have to do it when you're in sales per you know a salesperson and and you know you'll succeed if to your point you know you can find the right niche and you have the right drive behind it and the motivation but again if you don't we have services we have people that's what we have ben ben can help you know anyone that actually needs that guidance whether through the coaching the mindset you know the 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 shifting you know how you think and so on and so forth there is you know the, you, that now the book is is part of the train or that's that's separate people can get as well just uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a part of it they, it gets them started and i tell people this is just theory this is theory sales you don't have the convenience of, of capitalizing on theory it's, it's a skill you have to actually do something so most of the people i work with have like 10 sales book in the back and I, but they can't pitch so it's, it's just <laughs> <laughs> well I, listen i you know i hear you bro it's 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 a tough world and you're yeah. right you know having having books is great but they are educational they teach you the framework right the foundations but if you don't put it to work you know and you exercise it and you practice it you know it's not gonna happen you know you can teach anything to everybody unless they do it physically it's not the same it's not the physical same. i mean it's like you can go to med school but if you never actually op operate on someone, that's a problem. <laughs> you, that's that why you, you need... do internships, right? That's right. Yeah. That's it's, why... it's, it's live stuff. Why... Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing in sales. So you need to be under somebody to, to grade you to make sure you, that's why they call it uh, journeyman. You know, when you become a plumber, you, you, you apprenticeships, mm -hmm. apprenticeship program, a lot of hours. Right. So if, before you actually do anything, you know, you have internships for doctors. You're not going to go operate right off the bat. You're going to watch and see how it happens. And then, and so the same thing should be applied for sales for people that's going to get into that because jumping into the fire is why they jump right back out. Not for me. They'll tell you all day. Nope. I did it for a while. Don't want to do that. Can't do that. Don't mm -mm, miserable. And I'm like, you know, that's the problem. They do it for the wrong reasons. And the reason is, yeah. I mean, it's not the wrong reason. It's always the good reason. You want to do it to make a living, to pay your bills, to help you right. to do your family. But really, is it really the right reason? I mean, <laughs> that reason remains. It, you're doing it because it's temporary. It's a fix. But you're not doing it because you, you enjoy what you're going to do. And therefore, to your point, you're going to be back again into the first start <laughs> point, you know, and, and, and just trying to find another way to get, you know, to make a living. But if you understand it and you feel it, that's the thing. I, you said it best, you know, once you're in sales, you're in sales, you're good at it. doesn't matter what product service, you're always going to find a way to sell. You're going to sell something to somebody. I mean, we make the joke, sell this, the ice to Eskimo, water to fish, whatever <laughs> those expressions, you know, and that actually is true. It's in you, you know, you, you know, like you talk to someone, you, if they're really true salespeople, you will know. And, and by the way, if they're really good, you know, you will not even see it coming. It's going to be so, so like, what the hell just happened? You'll just take over the discussion and guide the discussion and get, you know, the responses. I mean, I always give uh, one of the best salespeople on the planet are lawyers. They can actually get, a, you know, an innocent person incriminated and, and a criminal, you know, uh, exonerated. So, so imagine what that looks like. I mean, so I use pitch. that as an analogy. Why? Because they ask questions. Right. They don't assume. And so the difference between Probably. a good and a great salesperson is the number of questions that you ask. So are you confident enough to ask the questions? And most people are not. And so your confidence 
has to be high to ask those tough questions. If I could, would you? I mean, today, are you willing to move forward to get out of the pain and the anguish that you have? Let me ask you a question is the main tool that you use as a salesperson. Let me ask you a question. And that's what a lawyer does. And that's why he doesn't understand. But you said, same thing when you get your word to close, you're ready to move forward. I got to think about it. But you told me earlier this and this, right? And you also told me that, right? So it's not really a close. It's re. If well, you, you know, ask enough questions, you're regurgitating exactly what he told you he agreed to. So now it goes back tomorrow. So you're telling me you like that, right? And you like that, right? Let's get you started. Like, where are you going to run? You already told me that, right? I didn't. I didn't assume you told me that, right? I love. I love that because you know when, <laughs> when I give the example of the the timeshare, right? You go to timeshare. Yeah. They do that yeah. survey. How like do you travel? What do you do? What would you like to do? And you spend like twenty minutes. And by the way, that's actually real sales. You want to ask all the questions. To if you get all the yeses in the in that front the no later becomes difficult to actually pitch because as you said, they say, well, you, but you love to travel. You go five times a year, man. You know? Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. you basically, you actually closing that, that, that. Close no, yourself. Yeah. It's, it's actually like, Ooh, it's getting <laughs> rough. They, they get sweaty. Right. But, but you know, that's all of us folks, you know, and that's really in relationships. It works in personal, you know, uh, relationship in friendship. It works in the business. It works in the medical everywhere. But if you don't ask the right questions, you don't make the assessment. Consultants do it best. I mean, you do a lot of assessment to figure out what's going on. Because when you pitch in, this is the plan. This is where we're going to go. Yeah. No one's going to question it because everybody, you told us X, Y, Z, and, and it's not working. And this is why it's not working. Now I'm going to tell you what we're going to do to change that. Coaches do the same. Uh, yep. Psychiatrists do the same. You ask the questions to get the right you know, information. You know, Give me the tools so I can help you. That's what you do. And if you can deliver that now, there are mistakes that are happening. Some, you know, wannabe salespeople, and this is, I really mean the wannabes because they're not really true sales, hardcore people. They just go through the pitch. You know, they don't even, you know, by the way, I, I, in my interviews, I do that. I actually, uh, when I hire for salespeople, I actually give them a role play and, you know, you know, like the old thing with the, give somebody the pen. Well, I've, I, you know, I used that back in the days, but I've, I've I explored it to some, like, so I know the resume or whatever they're working. I don't even go to the pen. It's like, so you are still working. Let's assume you're still working in a company. Well, guess what? Let's, I'm your customer. We are at this location. Let's talk. And you have an appointment. You just made it, you know, walk in here and let's role play. Like you're really, you know, hi, hey, don't get excited about it. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Let's do it together. And so you get in and then at the end, I'm like, all right, well, here's the thing. And so what I hate is that when they come in and it's like, all right, well, so this is what we're going to do for you. This product is going to give you this. Stuff. Yo, I mean, and then I, I ended quickly. It's like, all right, well, listen, let me tell you something. That is not how it goes. You have no clue what I want. You just asked to be here. You're here. I give you the opportunity and you got zero knowledge about what I want and what I do and what I need and what my, my really requirements are. And you went right to tell me all your you know features of your product. I don't need your features. And by the way, if the, that's the other thing, features. Everything has a feature. What does that mean to me? What's my benefit from it? And if you don't yeah, see the benefit, your emotional, you know, I, I teach you emotional trigger. What is your emotional reason for being here? Why Why am I having a conversation with you? Why? Mm -hmm. Should we be talking? There's a reason that we're having this conversation, right? So let's figure out what that is so we can figure out the benefit of our time. Because I tell people your time is your most valuable effort. And getting to the next potential client, you're sitting there pitching somebody who you're never going to sell. 
you didn't even know it. You're just going through the motions and burning a lot of energy. By three o'clock, you're back chugging coffee. Like, what's wrong? I'm just tired. Like, you've been pitching all day. You you got to love this. You got to love it. So I worked at the company. And so as I, you know, I was the, I'm the lead, you know, uh, sales there. And then, so I, I'm assessing all the stuff. So I look at the script and I'm like, the script goes through the whole presentation. And at the end, they start asking about the core things. Do you have a, cause we're in the medical <laughs> stuff. So, you know, yeah, let me see your doc, you know, doctors like you just spent 45 minutes with someone and then they tell you, my doctor is not on the network. Well, what the hell? I mean, how, who the hell designed this particular, you know, I mean, the first thing I want to know is who your doctors, your drugs yeah. and stuff. If I don't have those, if I don't have those, I can't help you to start with. So therefore it's over. Why is it not in the beginning of the pitch? And it's at the end, of, like when you're ready to close and why well, you actually close. Now you're going to take the application. Right. Yeah, let me have your doctor, uh, Dr. Schmidt. Oh, we don't have them. Well, it's an HMO. You need a PCP. You need a primary doctor. You can't have the doctor and you're not going to be able to enforce that change. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, so I was like, I'm just a real example of that happened. I'm like, how the hell did you even design this presentation? Or like yeah. people in the street, they're talking to people and they get into the benefits. You got this, you got this. Like, do you know if these people even live here? Oh, I live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> what did you ever get to bother to ask? I mean, they just visited. I mean, you need to get all your basics up front so you can help, you know, and got whether like you said, is this even a client? Because this is not for you. It's not going to happen. Now, can I be a superstar and push somebody that lives in on, on Mars to actually buy my products? Yeah. That's far-fetched. I mean, some people can, can sell, you know, that to, to no one, right? You can sell right. the moon. I'm mean, yeah, listen, there's properties for sale on the moon. Would you like to buy some, <laughs> you know, there are people actually selling the property on Mars right now. So, you know, sure. and people are buying, but the part of, bottom line is you need to do the right thing. So anyways, we've, we've exceeded our dude. I mean, it, this was fun. I had fun. You know, I, I hope you enjoyed it as well. And uh, yeah, so so how can people reach out to you, uh, Ben? And uh, my main website is 360salesconsulting.com, but uh, there's two ways they reach me. Most of the people are Instagram, it's Ben Brown, T R E, is where you can follow me there if they want to follow me for advice and things of my lifestyle or what's going on and what I'm doing. And then I have uh, the URL meetwithbenjamin.com. So meet with Benjamin, you can click on, go there and you can schedule a call and uh, get an assessment to figure out if I can help. So whether it is a divorce or coming out of the military or trying to figure your life out or, you know, you try got a sales job or you got a company and you need to learn the sales process. I handle all of that. The main thing we focus on is your physical part first. Uh, you know, figuring out what that is and then getting into the lead aspect of it, of building a sales process if you don't have one. And that's what you need. So when you hire people, you already have an SO, SOP, standard operating procedure. So you can have your company grow without you being there. And that's what you need. And most people, first thing I ask them, do you have a sales process? They just look at me and I'm like, oh, oh problems. So you have to have a standard operating procedure, how you sell people so you can grow. If you can't, then it just doesn't work. So that's what you need to do. What's what's your time frame? Like if someone joins your program, how long does that you know look like? Normally with people, it takes about 35 days for the light to come. If you've been in sales before, <laughs> I love that. just it just it's I can scream it at you for weeks and weeks and weeks. And finally, I just noticed over years working with people around about 30 days, they'll try it and they'll go out, it worked. And I can't believe it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And they go, the light, now I know why. 
now I know why. Now I know why I do that. I'm like, now I know why I should do that, right? And it's just them having to have the trust in your mentor and trust that you're doing the right thing and it comes out. And so I love, that's like a mini orgasm when that person finally goes, I I got it. And I'm like, now you understand what sales is. And they're like, I, I, I the whole world opened up. I'm looking at everything differently. Like everything's a sale. And I'm like, yes, welcome to the matrix. And so they understand that it's all around them everywhere. And they can use it in their personal life as well as their business life with their children. You know, everything is a sale. And so if you look at it that way, when you go to work, it's not even work. It's just you being a person that has good, you're in a good standing, you have, you know, good ability and you're the best person it is and you're selling all the time. So when you go to work, it's not even work anymore. You're just having conversations, but you're selling. So you're not forcing it. You're not like pitching. You're just selling. So when you go home, it's the same thing. Honey, what we have for dinner? Let me ask you a question before we get into that. <laughs> you practice what you preach, huh? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because because if you look at do your due diligence, folks, and, and, and look at success stories around the world, right? A lot of these people who had a sales job in their career path somehow. They yep. were salespeople or they learned sales, you know, and, and, and one of the things that is recommended if you start a business, learn sales, you know, because you, you can be a marketer but not a salesperson. You know, see that you can do the marketing is, is like, you know what to do, how to get attention, right. but that's, that's still not going to close. Maybe a one, a small percentage. I can tell you one thing. I mean, I've had, you know, millions of dollars spent on marketing and corporations, but, but your, your lead flow is less. I mean, you're not getting a lot of, you can send thousands of cards and you can do all these boosts and stuff and you got to get a few calls in and then you got to convert those calls. Right. So it's at the end, it's that conversion ratio that you want, right. that, 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 the close ratio. And it's very, you know, you know, the numbers are staggering, like big numbers. You know, it's like 10, 3, 1 rule, right? You know, you right. talk to 10 people, you get three interested and one closes. You yeah. know, I mean, that's an old, again, formula, but it applies. But if you're the salesperson, you get three people, you're going to close two or three max, right? Because you're going at 75, you know, to 150% at least ratio of close. And so you have to build that. But if you do that and apply in business, when you hire people that are going to do sales, you can also be able to pitch that. And if you have a business, you're going to go and pitch your services somewhere. People need to, to see why they're going to get your software or whatever you have, right? And right. if you don't have the ability to present it as you're the CEO of the plan, of you're the owner of this, this company or whatever, then you got a problem, right? Because they're not going to buy from you. You might hire someone that can do the job. But but again, if you don't, that's where we have you, Ben. So people can reach out and, and get the coaching that's needed to get them to the next level and really make that extra money that they need to boost up their business. So, Ben, it's been real, man. I was, it was fun, dude. <laughs> We've covered a lot of grounds here. I mean, I have to say, you know, uh, you know, we we went from psychology to personal matters to stuff, but it, fitness, nutrition, and we got into the deep core sales. You know, where where really the purpose of the show was. So, thank you so much for for really taking us through the journey, and and sharing with us your, you know, real expertise and, and your your talent and 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 skills here i mean because that's that's important and of course now we have you as a resource uh any last words you want to part our you know audiences with today remember if you like it or love it sell it 
All right, I'm good. That's good, baby. I take it. <laughs> well, thank you, man, for 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 this hour, you know, and and, and change. It's it's been terrific. Uh, and folks, here you go. So if you're out there doing whatever you're doing, sales is part of your life, and any of the stuff that you learned today, you can apply. And if you're you really need more of it, guess what? We have again, Ben. Once again, uh, reach out to him to his site, to his Instagram, and just you know. Get, get to know him and uh, maybe you can use his services to help you. And if you have a company of sales training that's required, maybe again, Ben can come in. Where, where are you located, Ben? I'm in Tampa, Florida. So yeah, I have built sales teams from companies that had no sales. So I've hired, built the entire deal, brought in a manager and give them the keys to the car. So I, that's a project that normally is about a six month project to do something like that. So I've did that a couple of times. That's a lot of work though, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've done it the extreme as far as doing that. I just rather work with individuals. It's less, that's a lot of work. <laughs> well, well so, but you only do, I mean, you do this remotely as well. So obviously, yeah, people can yeah, a lot to. of Zoom calls worldwide. So I just set it up and, um, you know, do a lot of one on one coaching. So that's what I, you know, like I tell people, you better get me now because, you know, like getting Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone's like $10,000 an hour if you want to sit down with him, like just to sit down with him. One hour. So that's why I said, you know, one-on-one coaching, I still I still love to do it. It's only so much you can do. So it's just a lot of energy to get people up to that type of vibration, right? So, But I love doing it right now. So better get in when you get in. All right. <laughs> All right, Ben, thank you so much. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, you know, this has been real. You know, you know what to do. I'm your host, Rick Nash. Hope to uh, see you guys next time. You know, uh, new day, new show and topic, no guest. Bye for now.